Hello, and welcome to More Than Meets the Eye. I am Emma. I'm Antonella, and we are here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. Oh yeah, we are. Oh my gosh, I am extremely excited for today, and I'm happy because I feel like I've also now made you excited for today. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, also, just a little background on our podcast. Um, so we're the more, more Than Meets the Eye. We're an aesthetics podcast, which means we talk about fashion, movies, music, books, major wink. wink. <laughs> um, and once once in a while, we have these fun, fun things called PCAs, which are pop culture aesthetics. I always forget it until I'm talking about it. And we are doing one of those today. And for the first time... To Antonella's delight, we are doing a book. Can you tell us what we're doing? Um, the book is called Acorn, written by the lovely Yoko Ono. Oh my god. So today is a little special. It's a little bit different, and I'm excited. And I get to talk about my hero, so I'm very, very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Acorn by Yoko. Oh my god. This gosh. is a pick by Emma, because it was a Christmas gift. It was. I'm also just, den- like, I've been to, like, Yoko Ono art exhibits before. and wow, like really? I, actually, I think only one, but, um, yeah, I went to one when I was really young, and it was, like, it totally, like, rocked my world. Like, I remember it being insane. I think the, do you know the staircase that she she's made? No. I forget exactly what it's called. I think it might just be the staircase, but um, she has a really cool sculpture, and it's a staircase. Um, is it called the Sky Ladder? Yes, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. And it, I saw that because it was um, it was actually at Stony Brook. We're from uh, New York Stony Brook University in Long Island, and I believe the exhibit was actually at Stony Brook. I could be wrong about that, but well, that's so cool. Yeah, very cool. Anyway, I, it. <laughs> I know it was like I think it was like the thing that kind of like really made me a Yoko fan was seeing that exhibit because I was already like a Beatles fan, and then I was like, wow. Yoko's awesome, so... Yeah, I do not know much about her art, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I, and I hate that. I really need to learn more about her art, and I, like, kind of did a little bit of, like, exploring into that. Yeah. Um, she I know. has a lot of cool exhibits that we she's should, done. Yes, we should officially say, like, what's our relationship to it. So for you, not, not yeah, a huge relationship. not a huge relationship to Yoko Ono, like, honestly don't really know much about her mm-hmm. um obviously like i know who the beatles are but mm-hmm. like not super familiar with like their history either mm-hmm. um i know she's like an activist though i feel like that's kind of how i've seen yeah. her and musician but not been exposed to her writing or her art really I until know. now and so. it's it's really like just like i feel like it's very like simply magical and like beautiful art too like she's always so simple but wise in what she says and does and i feel like that's really like always been the charm of it for me yeah it's like don't take it too seriously oh that too i feel like she's yeah. a sense of humor with a lot yeah. of it which is so fun but um, you, you were saying also she Sorry, not to spoil, but you were very touched by some of the things in this book, Oh, yeah. Book, right? No, some of it, like, made me cry a little bit reading this book. Um, maybe a little bit overdramatic, but, like, <laughs> it's not... I mean, to get into... We'll get into more about the book and its, like, structure and stuff, but um, it's very, like, simple prompts and, like, yeah. I want to say poems, kind of. Um, yeah, very 
poetic poetic sorry i was gonna mm-hmm. say poetical then i was like no you can just say poetic um very poetic but i feel like you have a like a much stronger relationship well yeah so on. i feel like i've dipped into my like relationship with the beatles a little bit basically like popped out the womb was a beatles fan um not like your crazy white man kind of beatles fan but like your <laughs> those are scary yeah they're no they are very intimidating i've always like been like oh you make what i like look bad but anyway um and i think what yoko was for me was like this way to be like a girl in this fandom because like then there's yoko who's incredible and like has done all these really really cool things but she's also herself and unique and like um i've also with the whole beatles thing um that was kind of my introduction to her but i feel like it's really important and i want to throughout this entire episode stress that she is her own artist and very unique in that fact and she she does it for herself like we don't really need to do that for her but like i also grew up with everyone always being like my parents never taught me that yoko made the beatles split up so when i was a kid people would be like oh yoko who made the Beatles split up and I was like I would get so defensive and even know why back then but I was just like that's not true that's not what happened and like I would get really heated about it because I really felt like that wasn't true you know and actually if you watch um the most recent documentary I think it still is relevant it reveals that it really isn't true I think it's really like entrenched misogyny that makes us think that like a woman a woman could step in and like break up a band like they were already yeah. splitting up like there was not that's not what happened but um yeah for her to be the sole reason that they break up just yeah. like absurd honestly yeah they're yeah. grown men like <laughs> yeah it's not like she didn't have influence on john mm-hmm. like yes that's what a relationship does but like john is also his own human being and she wasn't like controlling him i'm on a rant now i should talk about <laughs> positive things um but anyway yeah i think then later on in my life like when i got into like middle school and like that's when you start dealing with more like real world stuff um even as a kid like I definitely like you know I've had like a crazy mental health journey but like um Yoko like kind of taught me to like let those things go those things kind of go and like go with the flow more and I feel like like obviously she didn't directly teach me that but like a lot of like what her and John did like made these things that were bigger than me seem important to me and I think that was really impactful from a young age um and also just to understand that like peace and being at peace with yourself in the world is like one of the most important and like impactful things you can do in your life and I've kind of lived my life that way since then so I have a lot to owe to them but yeah that's kind of like I think Acorn I discovered actually it's really funny through Pinterest (laughs) because I saw a tweet that was like not a tweet I saw a pin that was like an acorn like excerpt like one of these excerpts and I was like oh my god it was literally like do this like like put all your worries down on a piece of paper crump them up in a ball and burn them and I was like I want to do that um and then (laughs) Yoko's saying it like I I want to do it now yeah and then to then I like clicked on the link and I found out that like she wrote a whole book with all these things that were like little instructions but they're also like very they don't have to be like exact instructions like they're kind of loose yes she calls it conceptual instructions which i love i feel like that's a good description of it because they're not exactly poems not exactly like a guidebook or anything just simple suggestions or just thoughts that you could interpret if you want to or not absolutely (laughs) and like that was so wonderful to me i was like i need this book so then i got it and i was like instantly obsessed like instantly like this is the best thing ever 
into it. So, um, yeah. yeah. No, I just want to say, so it was originally, do you want to talk about Yoko's life or what do we get We can do either one first. Maybe. I was going to start with Yoko, but we can. Yeah, but let's start okay. with Yoko. Okay, so let's talk about Yoko and Yoko's background a mm-hmm. little bit. Do you want to start us off? Sure. I mean, it seems like early on she was moving around from like japan to the united states and she came from a pretty wealthy family yeah which i didn't know i didn't know her background or anything but um so she's been like i know moving around moved to new york and i think at 20 years old which is pretty like drastic to go from tokyo to like new york at 20 that that's kind of like that would have been a year or two ago for us you know like that's that's a lot um but yeah, she lived most of her life in Tokyo. I'm not most of her life. That's only 20 years. Um, but she was born in 1933, actually, which I think, um, you know, she's been her around for so long. birthday's coming up, actually. She's going to be 89, and I'm like, I haven't February met her 18th. yet. <laughs> Aquarius queen. Okay. Guys, for her. please, like, make a petition for me to meet her, because, like... I need to meet her. For um, sure. We'll make it happen. This is, like, my literal hero. And I, I feel like she's the... You know how people say, like, don't meet your heroes? I feel like she's the one person who I, like, would not have a bad experience meeting, you oh know? My God, I would hope not. That would just ruin it. I feel like that would ruin the book for me. Oh, really? <laughs> but, like, how can she not, like... She's, like, the realest person. I don't know. Like, anything... If, if she was horrible and, like verbally abused me i'd be like yeah that makes sense that's yoko totally absolutely (laughs) no it was like a concept art piece exactly um oh okay so um she does everything basically in art she does multimedia she does films she does music performance art was kind of like i think the thing that got her more well known as an artist Uh, yeah i think a lot of people like that's what she's known for mainly and I mean, I think it relates to the book yeah. in a way because it's also it like performance. a performance piece. Yeah. So I think it's like, yeah, her main medium, it seems like she's yeah. known for, but she does so many other things, which is yeah. really cool. And she's like a, a Grammy award-winning oh. artist. So that too. And a peace activist and like a really outspoken one as well. Um, did you read about Fluxus at all? No. Okay. So Fluxus was a group of artists during the 60s and 70s who um, like, like basically just like an art group, a group of artists, I said that already, um, who emphasized process over product. So it was not like necessarily the outcome of the art. It was more like, how do you go through and make this work of art, which I think is like totally insanely cool. Um, I mean, it's made me recently think a lot about like my personal process and like, why do we make art? It's to like go through the process, right? So why not emphasize the process? Mm-hmm. Like that makes so much sense to me. Um, but yeah, and then she married John Lennon in 1969, and that was, they had been together before then, but that was when they got married, um, and they formed the Plastic Ono Band in 1969, which I believe that's what she won the Oscar for, or not the Oscar, the Grammy for? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Or she, uh, I think it was apparently the album that came out right before that, before, um, John he died. died. Yeah. Um... I believe it was with the Plastic Ono Band, but we can double back on that mm-hmm. info. Um, yeah, and I liked that I saw a critic highlight that she's an artist in her own right, and I just wanted to re-emphasize that. You know, like, I'm going to say that a lot because I'm like, Yoko, my queen, but also um, she does it, she make, she says it herself, you know, like, with her presence and with what she does, she says it herself. Okay. Do you have anything else to add? Um... 
Well, I guess like as a kind of tie into the book, yes. the first beginnings of this book were in 1969 yeah. when another kind of conceptual work that... 1964, I see. Um, no, no, no. This is something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, in 1969, uh, her and jo- John Lennon planted two acorns for peace at England's Coventry Cathedral and then mailed additional acorns to various world leaders with a letter reading enclosed in this package we are sending you two living sculptures uh, which are the acorns in the hope that you will plant them in your garden and grow two oak trees for world peace so that was kind of like maybe the first you know seeds of this book before <laughs> actually writing the book which is kind of sweet like i think yeah i didn't back even know to that that's adorable it's really cute so and then well, also you're saying sorry no you're good that that message of like world peace as well is like i mean i think one of the themes of this book is like connecting with every part of the world around you and like for that to be really though i feel like that's really the origins of it is like that's so beautiful like it's just like amphisbanic you know yes no i think it, it, it totally what her, her her message is is not just like for self-improvement for for just world peace and just connecting yeah. with everyone on a universal level mm-hmm. um and what you were saying in 1964 yes. um her first book was called grapefruit mm-hmm. and this is her second book so there's a big time jump between the two. Oh yeah this was 2007 <laughs> Or was it later, actually? <laughs> this is the one thing we should know. 2013. Which is interesting because before that, she had published, like, parts of it online. Right. And then, but it was only, like, officially published in 2013. Mm-hmm. So, it's been, like, 50 years between each book. Yeah. But, um, it's so interesting. It um, is. And Grapefruit was the same thing. It was, like, a set of instructions that you could sorry you could complete literally or like in your imagination um which i think is interesting because there are like more like some more straightforward things like i've done one that was like send a postcard to a friend you know like she writes a little poem and she says send a postcard to a friend so i sent a postcard to my friend um but you could also do that in your head like you could imagine doing that but yes it's it's definitely a mix there's also things like find a ladder to climb up i'm like yoko where am i gonna find a ladder i live in boston (laughs) i don't live around a ladder yeah some of like the the prompts and like entries are a little bit more like silly like you can't actually like fly into space no but i think it's more meant to just stimulate your imagination kind of or just start thinking about yourself in in the sense of like a larger world or universe um and i i think it's interesting that like the format of this it's like super easy to like read yeah like you can kind of like pick it up and open it wherever you want to and start reading it you don't need like an intention span to like sit there and like focus on it which is nice like i feel like i just don't have that attention span you don't even have to read it like that like i literally like will pick it up and just like turn to the next page the next one i haven't read and read it and then like i'll only read that one page and it's kind of like because you don't there's no order you know she doesn't make a table of contents there's nothing it's there's just no a, page numbers there's no page cool. numbers it's just like front to back like it is what it is you can flip to a random page you can go front to back you can do whatever you want like it doesn't the only thing that they that she has is like 
it's like sky piece one sky piece two but it's yes. more of like a loose connection than it is like anything actually mm-hmm. real um yeah so she splits up the book into like different pieces yeah and uh these pieces are called sky earth connection watch room cleaning sound dance life which wish wish yeah um also just to hop back into the history of her with her books and her performance heart um I saw one quote from critic David Borden. Sorry, David Borden. I told you I went around. I can't talk to you today. Um, David Borden. Um, and he said her art was made more acceptable when white male artists did the same thing, which, I mean, unsurprising, but like, I think that's so true. Like, and I love that nowadays she celebrated for what she did, but it's like very true that like back in the day, like she would do this and then like some white dude would do it and then everyone would be like, oh my God. Totally. Um, but she always stood out because she was more poetic, like we were saying. Like it was more her, meaningful. You yeah, know? her, she backed it up with writing yeah. a lot of times. Um, yeah, she did, she did it all and she like included writing about her pieces too. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we can get into like the start of the book, which is, which I thought was cute because it's one just... quick note. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just wanted to say, um, basically every piece has like a little drawing that she did as well. Right. Yes. And yes. throughout, like they're they're very abstract, but and they're mostly just like shapes and and lines and stuff. Um, and I think they're all they're all hers she did all oh. these pointillist drawings that she includes with every single that's what um, I, didn't, I didn't know pointillist i was like i i know she did them all but i don't know what like the little dot thing is and it's but, cute because yeah. some of them are like more literal and they fit with the uh yes. prompts but some of them are kind of just more abstract and i guess you can kind of interpret them yeah. however you want so yeah i think it's it's interesting again it shows her multifacetedness yeah in in art Yes. So yes. let's jump into it. I so I haven't been to the whole book, so I don't let's talk about how we want to go through this because I was thinking more just kind of jumping around, but if you yeah. want to No, we don't have to go through. I just wanted to highlight because it's the first thing the Oh yes. Like the little like um Oh talking about yeah your, like your piece. I think that's cute. Um so she starts the book with your piece and it pretty much is uh, just so, like you list your name, your address, and then it gets you a little had to bit. Read mine. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> um, your age, and then it kind of gets a little more philosophical. Like, what do you like? Color, sound, smell, uh-huh. taste. Super vague, and I like how she kind of writes, "What do you like?" But there's no colon or anything, so you could write what you like next to it, or you could then answer all the prompts she has after it. I think I did both, right? <laughs> yes, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But she does do, like, she said, you're a wish. And then one, two, three. So, like, you can, like, write down all your three wishes because she, like, literally notes all of them. Which is nice. I, it kind of reminds me of, like, I don't know, when we were little, we would get those, like, diaries. And yes. they would have, like, I remember the first page and all of those diaries would be, like, like, write your favorite food and your favorite color. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, yeah, I haven't thought about that in so long, actually. Literally. <laughs> and I feel like... Like, this is, like, the grown-up version of that almost yes. for me. Like, I feel like this is, like, one of those books, but, like, just, like, slightly more complex and it, even more meaningful. You know, I used to adore those books. Like, yes. those are my favorite things ever. And every so often, I Google search them, and I'm, like, tempted. <laughs> I'm tempted to 
put that in my cart right? and purchase it. But no, I have some that I haven't even used, and I kind of want to just go get them and use them. Please. But um, so I wouldn't give you money to do that. <laughs> I have a Lisa Frank one that I really need to use. Oh, my use. gosh. Please. It's, I know. I need to get more. I feel like... I just want that All About Me one from Klutz. Klutz was my oh, favorite. Yes. Dude. Oh, my God. So good. I, yeah, I feel like there were so many versions of that, those kind of books. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting because I feel like we don't have, like, we never get the time or opportunity to, like, really think about our favorite smells and tastes and, like, and colors. like, on those kind of things, you know? And that's, like, yeah. I mean, that's also what this book forces you to do. Like, it forces you to sit down and reflect, but not in, like, a negative way and, like, the... Look at look at the room you're sitting in. Like, do you like it? Like, what's yeah. like? I don't know. And I feel like that's so important. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we yeah we never have the opportunity to like really sit down and like think about you know or yeah. just think about like how we've gotten to this point in life and just like be in the present moment. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I wanted to hop into visual aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's pretty simple. Um, which I think is also the like awesome thing about it um is that it's completely black and white right like it's just white paper i guess there's like grayscale because the pointillism has like some different shades in it um she does shading with it um i also wrote down that it's nice paper because i feel like i like touching the paper you know Mm -hmm. i don't hate it yeah no it's really she kept it really simple like very like a lot of white space too um i feel like it's just very calming it just makes it a very like calming experience to read it um and it's all like sans serif typography um which i thought was important to note just because i feel like that makes it's noticeable you know um even if you can't put your finger on it you're like oh it's all sans serif you know Mm -hmm. um and i think like the small writing and the well-spaced like that's a very yoko thing like i've seen a lot of her art where she does the same thing like the way she uses space and like actually leaves a lot of space like that's something i've always seen her do yeah she's using a lot of like white space which i feel like it just gives that sense of like openness which totally goes along with the the themes of the book and there's like no rush like you don't need to get to the next line like take your time just think about it you know like yeah no the spacing between each line is kind of like oh take your time really like mull over each word um totally yeah just very minimal um the no page numbers like we said which i feel like also just adds to this kind of open-endedness of it because you're just you don't need to be you don't need to like flip back to page like 300 or something like you can just and if you want to find a particular one it's almost like you can go searching for it yeah and that's good you're spending the time to to do that you know but at the same time you might stumble upon something else that's even better or like that you want to spend today on instead you know um also i feel like the on the cover there's an acorn yeah and she wrote it's kind of like set up in a little triangle and there's a little acorn on it and that's like the only really like line drawing right because it's like um it's not realistic it's almost cartoonish Mm -hmm. acorn yes and I'm just noticing, like, it almost forms, like, an acorn with the type a little bit. Like, this little, like, triangular yeah, kind yeah. of thing um, with the title page is cool. I feel like that was on purpose. I was thinking about that as I was saying it. No, it's, it's very, yeah, super simple. There are quiz pieces, right? Yes, there's also quiz right. pieces at the end, too. 
Um, I think it's cute. The last line of her introduction to the book is, I'm just planting seeds. Have fun. I know. <laughs> Which I feel like, yeah, it kind of sums up the the whole meaning of this book. Yeah. Like, you can, like, these are planting seeds in your head. Yes. And you can, you know, take them how you want. I feel like it's meaningful in the stress um not taking it too seriously. Like, there's some, like, weird... You know how a lot of things are circular and it's like, it's almost like, like in philosophy, like you can be so one thing that you're almost not it. Yeah. Like that's how I feel it is, is that it's so like, you're so letting go of meaning that it's meaningful, which is like, I don't know, just beautiful and powerful. Um, Let's get into like the themes and like what's going on in this book. Yeah. So... I mean, a lot of it has to do with like mindfulness and just being around aware of your surroundings. Yeah. I feel like a lot of prompts are like, hey, like, w- like, w- look at your the, the room around you. Like, what do you notice? Or like, who's the person next to you? What yeah. are they doing? Um, and just being like present in the moment or just and like some some of the things are a little bit funnier. Like, oh, like, are your shoes tied? Like, are your shoelaces <laughs> tied? Like, oh, wait, maybe they aren't, you know, maybe like you don't even have shoelaces. Yeah, you know? it like, kind of just like random little things like that which just make you like start to think get the creative gears going i feel like also this would be a great book if you have like creative block or writing block oh my god totally just to like let go of everything because that's what it is right it's just like not i feel like it's good practice for anyone who's struggling you know like struggling with anything and just like having a tough time like stop it's this book is like hey stop and don't do anything but also you're doing so much by not doing anything you know I also wanted to say that um I don't know if you feel the same way but sometimes I feel like I'm talking to the book too well because it says like tell us this like on the opening one it's like tell us this yeah it's like who even is us but then also that has so much meaning because you're like telling someone and that person will always care you know which I think is great the first one is tell us when you first noticed the sky and tell us when you first noticed that the sky was beautiful do you want to tell me your answer to that I thought about it and my answer was probably when I was like little Mm -hmm. and you know like in the summer when you kind of just be outside like the entire day yeah and like you probably weren't wearing shoes yeah I feel like you would just have moments where you'd be like looking at the sky and and looking at the clouds and be like oh my god the cloud looks like a bunny or something like I feel like that those moments that's when I noticed the sky definitely I think mine is similar I remember it I don't have to read it (laughs) I wrote it down um but um the one I wrote though I think that was the first time I like really noticed it I feel like like I have a memory before that when like the sky is very clearly in that memory um but I feel like the one that I wrote down is after I had moved um I was sitting in like a hammock and I remember looking up at the sky and I had this really weird moment where I was probably like feeling a little sad about something but like I just felt I don't even know if I was but I just felt like the sky made me feel like I was in like a Peanuts movie like a Charlie Brown movie I don't know why I just like all of a sudden was like it's that simple like it's just the sky you know and it was very I don't know if you've ever seen those too because those the Charlie Brown skies are like pretty like just like a blue thing in the background I'm pretty sure um which is funny that like that's how I felt just staring up at it but it was pretty calming too to like notice it 
Yeah, and I feel like those, that's kind of just an example of, like, something you never think about. Like, yeah. you don't remember the first time you notice the sky normally, or you don't think about it. So, I know. There's a lot of prompts that kind of just make you... You're right. Like, you never, when you stop and go, when was the first time I, like, noticed the sky? Yeah. You know? like, like, no, no one does that, but it's kind of beautiful to take a moment and do that. Um, and this is a part of the sky piece um, section. Yes. So... She kind of continues a little bit more like sky prompts. So like that's kind of where the pieces connect. Yes. Is like a lot of these are related to looking at the sky, the universe, um, she planets. Also, I know in sky, because I haven't gotten past sky actually, but in the sky pieces, she goes through the different seasons too, which is really interesting. Yeah. Some of them start off with summer, um, then autumn, winter, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think some of them don't do that. She kind of continues that later um as well because she does earth pieces is that yes yeah okay um and earth she a lot of them are really beautiful i Mm. think there's one that i specifically highlighted i'll read that um was this is earth piece seven think of the earth as a turning point in eternity think of the earth as a meeting point in infinity check if these check if there are any holes in your shoes Tie your shoelaces. <laughs> so I feel okay, like it's okay. that mix of like checking my holes and my. <laughs> well, also the fact that she says tie my tie your shoelaces is like I'm gonna like retie my shoelaces yeah. now. It's not even like check and see if your shoelaces are tied. It's like yeah, I got a I got a couple holes in these shoes. I know I have holes in the heels. This part, you know, where like your heel rubs it and like yeah. makes all those holes in it. Yep. I got a bunch of holes in there. Yeah, holy shoes, guys. Um. So just like little kind of funny things like that mixed with like, oh, eternity, infinity. Yeah. Shoelace. Like some big, some big doo-doo and then like some like uh, your shoes. But also like that's so beautiful to go like, that's literally what life is. Like it's like these big giant huge concepts that you can't even wrap your head around to like you're wearing shoes, you know? But also like imagine if every day when you put on your shoes you were mindful about it. Like it would probably like change your life in some weird totally. way. I thought this one was interesting. Um it's city piece. Okay. Number two. I'm just gonna read this one. Um walk from where you live to where your friend lives. Be aware of the turns and the views while you walk. Walk back the same way. Be aware of the turns and the views your friend experiences when he or she visits you. Aww. Like, aw. That's so cute. Because I feel like a lot of this book is, like, not necessarily just being mindful of yourself, but others, which I think is so important. Yes. With a lot of, like, philosophical and meditative pieces. Um, yeah. I think when you're that, like impactful of a peace activist like you always you have to have that perfect balance of like you care about yourself and you've worked on yourself and you appreciate yourself mixed with you also care and appreciate and like put time into other people like you not that I'm not saying she's perfect although I do want to argue that Yoko is perfect um but like I also think that like having the ability to to preach this kind of thing means that you are already in tune with that, which is just so important. Yes. But totally. yeah, I mean, that's also a tool for getting through hard stuff. It's like, once you take yourself out of it, like, I feel like even I see like a lot of my friends who are struggling mentally and I'm like, you're so hyper-focused on your own situation. Like you're not even like looking at anybody else. And if you did for like one hour, you're like, 
life would change you know exactly I feel like that's there's so many um pieces in there where I'm like it's just about like taking your your like just rewiring your brain a little bit and just like just letting go of that like hyper focus for a second and finding like I think it's about like finding balance too because I usually like having those issues indicates sort of an imbalance Mm -hmm. within yourself yeah absolutely All right, I want to do some random ones. Sure. Just for fun. Okay. This is sound piece nine. Tape the sound of the lake gradually freezing. Drink a cup of hot chocolate afterwards. Okay. So much to take apart here. Like, first I was like tape with like tape, like scotch tape, and I was like not possible (laughs) then i was like oh no like a tape recorder tape or like record it basically i think um and then i was like then i was like oh my god hot chocolate that's cute go see the lake and then like go drink your hot chocolate and then i was like wait to tape the lake gradually freezing would take like i think like two days like 48 hours which is like insane you know she includes like some like time blocks for in some of these which is funny because like oh like try it for an hour Try it for, like, two days. Try it for, like, five years. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's one that I have wanted to try. No, it's not that I wanted. I've tried, and I've tried, and sometimes I, like, fail, but you just, like, have to retry where it's, like, I think, and I think this might be the one you're talking about, but it's, like, don't say anything bad about someone for one hour. Don't say anything bad about someone for one day, and then don't say something bad about someone for 30 days, and it's, like, after that, like, you just wouldn't do it for the rest of your life. But that's also so powerful to be like, I could have negative feelings towards other people, but I'm not going to speak on them. Like, that's really powerful, yeah. you know? That just is committing to respecting everybody. Exactly. We're, And I feel like it's just, like, building little habits. Like, this yeah. is, that's, like, what this whole thing is about. Like, you don't have to, like, commit to being, like, never ever doing like any saying anything bad about anyone but like little steps of like not doing it for a day like it's just suggestions to help you it's also tuning into like you might not like someone but that doesn't mean you that doesn't give you the authority to like call them a bad person or call them bad things you know like just because you don't get along with someone which is totally okay and you're totally like that's gonna happen you're not gonna be everyone's best friend like it doesn't mean that you are it's okay for you to be like oh well they're obnoxious you know like they're obnoxious keep that to yourself i don't like them you know like that you can say that instead and that's not necessarily a bad thing about them that's how you feel you know i think interpreting like those kind of things like the difference between like what you're suggesting is important too totally okay i'm gonna do another random one because i like doing them (laughs) (laughs) okay watch piece two Watch a fly slowly dying on the windowsill. Watch its movement and how long it takes for it to become completely still. Thank the fly in your mind for showing what you may go through one day. Well, that was, sorry, that was dark. I didn't expect that, but um, it's still really, like, beautiful in a way, though. Yeah, I think she talks about, like, gratitude a lot and just, like, thanking or silently thanking just like the people beings things around you for just like existing existing and i think that's just such a a good practice yeah to have especially if you like genuinely think something like a fly and you're like most people are like oh flies are worthless like oh my gosh okay wait this is random but remember how you were asking about animals among humans which Mm -hmm. is a class here at bu 
that talks about like the relationships between animals and humans and i remember one time my professor had this like whole class where all he we talked about was the use of animal words as derogatory things to describe humans and i like that has changed my life like oh that person is such you know, pig yeah a pig or like that's a, a snake you know mm-hmm. that person's a snake like but these animals are like real genuine creatures. Like why do we devalue why do we devalue them as negative things and then place hum like why are humans so much inherently quote unquote better yeah. than these animals that we can like name them after these? You know, and I think like having that gratitude for something like a fly is like that will teach you that same thing you know totally yeah and then get another prompt she i like this one too i I forget which um prompt it is but she says just generate random names in your head yeah and just thank them yeah like random names and just be like thank you yeah or bless Mm. you thank you and i think it's just just for you know again to like appreciate people i also think um i know both her and john were like they were spiritual in funny ways. Like, I'm pretty sure they were both, like, atheists, but at the same time would be like, oh, bless you, you know? But it's, like, blessing someone is so much more than, like, having a religion, you know? Yeah, it's no, like, it doesn't feel like it's religious at all. No. It's more just, like, um, you know, sending someone, like, good yeah. energy, basically. Yeah, which is interesting. I actually, I don't know if this is too random, but I <laughs> kind of wanted to play a song. Yeah, sure. Just because it's a John song. He wrote a lot of songs for Yoko that I think are just like ugh, the sweetest things ever. Um, and this one makes me really happy. And I feel like it carries a similar vibe to this book where it's just like simple and happy. Um, but it's called Oh Yoko by John Lennon. So That's so go. cute. Pull that up. I know. <laughs> There's actually a song. I might that... start crying. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> if we do want to play another one. Yeah. Apparently there is a song that mentions like acorns that relate to like the the acorn that they planted it's called like the ballad of john and oko i think oh that's a beatles song yeah the ballad yeah. of john and yoko yeah we could play that one if you want okay yeah i've, I've never heard it but oh i've listened to you don't know how many times i've heard that song oh my gosh uh, that used to be like one of my favorite songs actually which is funny but here's Oyoko. yoko in the middle of the night just like I could also rant about how much like I think that they're really like I don't know I start to get sentimental but I feel like they were like two really wonderful people who found each other and like did a lot of really incredible things together I also don't know this is going to be a little bit of a trigger warning because it involves like hard drugs um but something that the most recent Beatles documentary revealed is that like and I think it was somewhat known, but, like, both John and Yoko were, like, pretty heavily hooked on heroin, like, in the mid to late 60s. Um, mm. But, like, in... They weren't, like... It was just kind of, like... 
a lot of their time together was getting through that and getting over it and getting clean. Um, and after they got clean, that's when they became a lot more active as political and peace activists, which I think is like, I don't know, just really beautiful and telling and that like they were so important to each other in that sense is just like a really beautiful thing. But I also think like the they had such a short amount of time together, actually, which is pretty like yeah. heartbreaking. Like That's true. I think like 15 years or something like that's not it's not a whole lot of time but mm-hmm. um yeah where can you watch the documentary it's on disney plus oh, so okay. um it's called get back but yeah um she plays a pretty like decent sized role i would say in it so um if you're interested in learning, learning some more about her uh i would watch that but um it is like eight hours long i think wow. yeah it's a very long <gasps> did you watch the whole thing i haven't i've only seen the first episode but i've like talked to a lot of people about it and read a lot about it because it interests me but um I think like I get really obsessed sometimes so like I get like I don't want to like watch it because I'm like you're gonna like spiral uh, <laughs> rabbit hole of Yoko yeah and John. John and Yoko oh my god <laughs> um but here's the ballad of John and Yoko that you wanted to play standing in the dark it's a That's a bomb song. I can't believe you never heard that before. No. I really, like, don't know much about the Beatles. I feel like I should make you a playlist. (laughs) You should. Okay, I will. I mean, yeah, if you're the person to learn about the Beatles. I know. I feel like it's, like, you... The Beatles seem like such a common thing that, like... Right, you kind of overlook it a little bit because it's just everywhere. Or you get some information about them anywhere. And that's so funny that it's just everywhere because it's, like, for me, I was, like, that was my childhood. Mm. It was, like, the Beatles. Um, But it's funny that, like, I know it is a universal thing as well. (laughs) Now I have, like, so much... So much, uh, what is it called? Serotonin. <laughs> yeah, no, it really makes you feel lighter after yes. reading this book, which I think is interesting because, I don't know, I think some spiritual books can make you feel heavier because you're oh, just yeah. really, like, thinking about yourself and the, your place in the universe and you almost feel, like, a sense of, like, dread yeah. a little bit. Because it's the way she, like, goes universe, but also you is, like, yeah. so, like realistic and calming like eh, totally it never feels like too much or you can kind of like um yeah no it never feels like it's um you know overbearing or something like that the fly thing where she was like think about how it will remind you of your own death like it's also i think when i was talking at the beginning about like their influence on me like john and yoko i think something i really struggled with as a kid was like death Mm -hmm. um which i think a lot of kids struggle with but i think um they always approached it almost existentially like this is something that will happen no matter what so like accept you know it's always about accepting and moving on and like if you can just accept that that is a fact that like this will happen and not concern yourself with the logistics of it like like if you experience your life with the knowledge that it will one day not exist like that's really powerful but also like very freeing i think exactly this one was related to that it's called life peace um six each time we don't say what we want to say we're dying make a list of how many times you died this week dying is a necessary act for living 
just like inhaling is necessary in order to exhale. Mm. Just little, you know, reminders. Um, I think that one's very beautiful. This one's towards the end. Um, She has life peace at the end, and then it gets into wish, and then questionnaire and quiz. Ooh, Um, I have the fun set of stuff ahead of me. Yes. You should read the... You want to read the end piece, or do you want to save it? Oh, I thought of... This. I was gonna do this oh. one. That right. one's not technically the end, oh, but I, I think it's just like a piece from within it. I thought it was the end too. Yeah, me too. But I think it's just like an ep- excerpt, basically. Oh, it says. It also says. Did you see this? Happy Orbit 2013. Oh yes. I'm like Love Yoko. Aww. Okay, so I can read the end piece. Um, I feel like we should wrap up and then I'll read the end piece. Okay, yeah, sure. All right. So that was Acorn by Yoko Ono. I said that like it's a song um, that we just talked about. We just discussed the wonderful, lovely little book Acorn by Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. It's sold by OR Books if you're interested. It's, otherwise, it's kind of hard to come by. I've actually found... Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, it's not very like advertised, you know? No. Seems like... Because it's Yoko. She's like... She doesn't need to. Define it if you need to, you know? like <laughs> That's so true. I feel like that would totally be her philosophy on yep. it. Absolutely. Um... All right, well, I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. And thank you for listening to your favorite aesthetically pleasing podcasters. And here's End Peace. Each planet has its own orbit agenda. Think of people close to you as planets. Sometimes it's nice to just watch them orbit and shine. (laughs) 